0: feeling out of control around sugary foods or feeling out of control around any kind of like snack food, um, kind of like eating all evening, feeling low energy, you know, all of these things that everybody, a lot of people experience, not just moms, but, you know, women experience, people who are on diets. It's a direct result of not eating enough or not eating balance, the right balance of nutrients throughout the day. We work on, okay, can we eat more at breakfast and how can we get more, balance at breakfast and eating regular meals throughout the day and snacks.
1: Welcome to the Daily Dietitian podcast. I am your host Stacy Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate and entertain all things wellness join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. As you know, if you are a regular listener, you know we talk a lot about diets and how they have formed our eating habits. That little voice in our head says you shouldn't be eating that or how we feel pressured to be a certain number on the scale. Oh, it is. So exhausting, right? And when I listen to the guests on this show, I am so proud to have this platform to share the message that diets, restrictive eating habits are doing more harm than good. And today's guest is helping so many women stop dieting with the undiet method. I love that title. Our guest today, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor, Sarah Anslavar, is here to share her message and tell us more about her signature program, the Undiet method for moms. Sarah helps busy moms ditch diet rules and learn to eat to improve energy, reduce cravings, and support long-term health without counting or giving up their favorite foods. I love her message. And she also gets real in this episode talking about those red flags for marketed intuitive eating programs, those programs that look like they are solving all your problems. Oh, but in reality, they are still restrictive diets and keep you stuck in the cycle of not feeling good in your body. This episode is so good and I cannot wait to share it with you. Join us for this conversation. Sarah, it is so great to have you here with us. Will you introduce yourself and tell
0: everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah, um, thanks so much for having me. So I am Sarah Anzivar. I'm a registered dietitian, a certified intuitive eating counselor, and I'm a mom of two. And I help other moms ditch diet rules and learn to eat to improve energy, reduce cravings, support long-term health. Without counting or giving up their favorite food, so they can really learn to live their best lives feeling their best.
1: I love your little one liner here on your Instagram profile. It just says, um, reduce cravings without counting or obsessing because you don't have time for that. And that is exactly a thousand percent right. (laughs) We don't have time for that. We don't have the brain space for it. We don't have the. Uh, daily activity for it. And and we really don't need to be focusing on that.
0: Exactly. Um, as a fellow mom, I know how much of a mental load other moms have, just like managing calendars and kid stuff and clothing and diapers and camps and school schedules and all of that, plus like the house and maybe a job, likely a job, right? And so the that's actually why I have I'm so passionate about working with other moms. You know, I, of course I, I see other women who don't have kids, but um, I really just like love the mom space because it really helps them like focus, be able to like get so much time and energy back in their day, and really like be present with their kids more, and take away just one thing off the to do list that you don't have to like worry about and think about all the time. Yes, so much.
1: And also being a role model for your kids, whether it's boy or girl, to have this identity that you don't have to be dieting. Because I know when I was growing up at that age, I saw my mom go through any kind and every diet, you know, the the cabbage diet in the newspaper and opening up, oh, what do we eat this day? And what do we do that day? And I was right along there with that Um, (laughs) and looking back on it. I am realizing, yeah. oh, yeah, that kind of was the start to my restrictive eating habits.
0: 100%. Um, oh, my gosh. I work with so many women who their first diet was with their mom going to Weight Watchers or um, Jenny Craig or, you know, we're all products of the 90s and or the low-fat diet in the 90s, and then it was low-carb. And so many women that I work with have, you know, they've been dieting because that's what they – watched their mom do and so a big part of what I love doing is helping stop that generational cycle right and kind of put an end to like the dieting cycle and you can show your kids that there's another way to lead a healthy life and take care of yourself and love food and enjoy movement while also you know enjoying going out for ice cream and eating pizza on Friday nights and you know really living your life without diets. So, um, yeah. And so many of the women that come to me, that's kind of what the impetus is. I work with a lot of moms who have either, even in the pregnancy stage or like preconception stage of, um, I really want to get a hold of this before I have kids. But then there's also the, the women who are like, okay, I've got a baby or a two year old or a four year old, and they're really starting to like, recognize what's going on and notice everything that I'm doing. And I don't want them to Grow up with the same disordered relationship to food that I had. And so yeah, that's a big part of it too.
1: And when I do hear those diet cultural rules, I just want to like bubble wrap them and be like, nope, nope, you didn't hear that. Put the earmuffs on, uh, like on a uh, old school, the movie, earmuffs, earmuffs, when they were saying the cuss words. In this case, it's any diet rule uh with that. And I remember for myself, I was uh Getting into that wedding dress, like when you were talking about uh, before kids, uh, I was extremely restrictive and did a bunch of exercise with that. But then once I had my first child, it was like eye-opening experience of like, so grateful for what my body can do. And it
0: was kind Mm -hmm. of a little
1: switch in my head of, I need to care for my body a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really common as well. You sort of realize that there is always shrinking your body. Isn't really that important anymore. And there's so much more to life and you know, your body can do amazing things. Mom, women's bodies are really amazing. And so um, I really love like helping celebrate that as well.
1: What's a message that you have to keep repeating to your
0: clients? Yeah, um I think a top one is actually we need to eat more, more throughout the day and low calorie eating as little as possible is actually probably contributing to more of the problems quote unquote that you're experiencing. I don't like to call them problems but you know the behaviors that people really feel like they want to change like feeling out of control around sugary foods or feeling out of control around any kind of like snack food, um, kind of like eating all evening, um, feeling low energy, you know, all of these things that people that, you know, everybody, a lot of people experience, not just moms, but you know, women experience people who are on diets. It's a direct result of not eating enough or not eating balance, the right balance of nutrients throughout the day. And so, um something that I literally, probably every single person I work with, we work on, okay, can we eat more at breakfast and how can we get more balance at breakfast and eating regular meals throughout the day and snacks, snacks are great, you know, we going too long between meals. So it's really the message of um, when you are able to eat enough for your body, and that's probably a lot more than diet culture tells us it is, Um, you know, some of these things that feel really out of control, even like stress eating and emotional eating kind of resolve when we're actually fueling our body with enough energy. So I would say that's definitely a top message. You know, another one that I find myself repeating, it kind of goes along with that is that carbs are energy, and we don't need to fear carbs, carbs are not going to make you fat. Um, And, you know, most, People can benefit from eating more carbs and, you know, learning how to eat those, incorporate carbs that are going to support your energy and and, um, support your body throughout the day. Yes.
1: Oh, that's just one of those messages out there that's always just lingering, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're already working with the clientele that probably doesn't have much sleep. So energy is important. How do you help them see or get clarity that carbs are good for you?
0: Yeah, so I really root all of my... um, my counseling in the science. And so we talk and I think that's something that my clients really appreciate about is I'm, I'm really willing to kind of like give them the understanding and teach them what carbs do for our body, what different types of carbs are going to do for our body? How do refined white carbs fit into a healthy diet? And where, where are those actually really useful? And where are they like, maybe not as useful? And how do we kind of balance that out with um, more fiber rich carbs that are going to support um, longer sustained energy and so we really get into the science of like what our body need uses carbs for um, something that I think always helps people um, kind of make that connection is that our brain runs entirely off of carbohydrates and that the brain uses, of the calories that we intake every day. And as mom, it may be more than that because (laughs) your brain is just like so full and constantly going. Right. And so, um, when we're able to kind of like understand like what carbs actually do in our body, I think people are more willing to start to incorporate them. And then, you know, I think a lot of it is them gaining some trust in me and just saying, okay, I've, I've hired you. I'm going to go all in. And once they actually start doing what I what we talk about, they feel better. They feel the results really quickly. This is not something that you need to wait, you know, weeks, months to feel the results from, but eating enough and eating more carbohydrates, you can actually feel that benefit within a day or two. And so um, it's not as hard of a sell once I sort of gain their trust and like get them to understand what carbs do in their body. Yes.
1: And you also talk about cravings and you have a free guide. It's called Take Control of Your Sugar Cravings. Now we know sugar yeah. is a part of carbohydrates. So, mm-hmm. how do those cravings come into play when you're trying to balance the carbohydrates?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I really work with clients to um, understand how to build a plate that's going to support their energy and include the carbohydrates. While also, you know, pairing those carbohydrates with protein and fat to give that consistent energy and keep us full for longer. And that's a big part of reducing those cravings around sugary foods, in particular, is making sure that your meals are balanced and your blood sugar is balanced because cravings are often a result of imbalanced blood sugar, especially those intense carb cravings. They're either typically a result of not eating enough. So your body craves carbohydrates because that's quick energy, hello sugar, um, you know, not eating balanced or not eating frequently enough. And then, um, you know, a big piece of this is sort of the harder part of the work that we do is that relationship to carbohydrates. So um, understanding that restriction is actually one of the biggest things that can drive those Those overeating or binge experiences and feeling out of control and feeling those sugar cravings and so um that's another piece of sort of understanding like how do you relate to carbohydrates what's your mindset around carbohydrates once we start to incorporate them more how do we make that um a little bit more free in you know not being so like rigid around um eating exactly the a specific amount of carbohydrates at a meal and it has to be paired with protein at every time, you know, so letting go of some of those food rules around carbohydrates, that's that's definitely the harder part of the work and takes a lot more time. But once start people start to co- sort of understand the benefits of carbs and see how, when you build plates that support your energy and reduce your cravings, they actually are able to kind of incorporate them even more.
1: What would you say to someone who says, okay, I'll listen to you about adding carbohydrates back on my plate, but I mm-hmm. cannot have Dove chocolate in my house. I'm addicted to it. What would you tell them? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's something where we start to look at, okay, why do you feel out of control around the, the Dove chocolate? Is it because you're – always eating it when you're starving and of course you're going to eat a lot of it is it because you're eating it distracted is it is because it's a habit that you're engaging in like after your kids go to bed it's the only way you have a release are you eating it to soothe emotions um and when we have like another reason outside of just like pure deliciousness and like food enjoyment um for eating those kinds of foods sometimes we actually need to sort of address that like underlying reason that you feel out of control around the dark cho- chocolate. It's not actually the chocolate. That's the problem. It's probably some other like underlying behavior or um, food rule or food, you know, the way you're eating um, that can be driving those, you know, that feeling out of control around chocolate. And then, you know, we might work to incorporate that, slowly and mindfully in a way that like feels safe um, to help normalize that chocolate. But a lot of times the reason for feeling out of control around the chocolate isn't actually related to chocolate. It's related to your relationship to that chocolate or how you're choosing to eat it.
1: And that's why it's so beneficial to work with someone like you, because a lot of times we think, oh yeah, I should already know this. But once you start asking the questions and digging a little bit deeper, it's like a light bulb moment for, for the client. They're like, Oh yeah, you're right. That's, that's
0: why. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think sometimes it's just having, whether it's with someone like me or yourself, just just like zooming out and looking at like, what's going on when I'm eating? Like, why, why does that chocolate have so much power over me? Um, You know, what, what's happening when I'm eating that chocolate? And sometimes a third party can actually like really, you know, identify that pretty quickly, but sometimes it takes some digging and to kind of see like what why is that relationship so flat? Is it because of like beliefs that you've had since you were a kid too? You know, that can that can drive that that those feelings out of control as well.
1: You give some great information on your social media page. I'm looking at your Instagram page, um, why getting food out of the house doesn't actually work, kind of just what we mentioned, what it's really like to eat without diet rules mindset shifts that can change everything about exercise. What are some popular reels and posts that resonate with your audience?
0: Um, Yeah. So I think there's kind of like two categories that people really are drawn to. One is this, um, you know, that second post that you mentioned about um, what it's really like to eat without diet rules. I think there is this misconception um, in online particularly in social media about intuitive eating which is the foundation of the work that i do that it's just eat whatever you want whenever you want and um so people feel like there is actually not a health component to intuitive eating and that if they actually embrace intuitive eating and let go of the diet rules they're going to um they're never going to eat anything healthy again and so um i really find it important and have found that these posts and messages around like normalizing this for lack of a better word balance. Like I really don't like that word because I think it's very um, you know, it's elusive and it's like very subjective, but being able to, yes, eat things like um, pasta and bagels and pizza and ice cream and choc- dove chocolate and all of those things. while also eating nutritious foods that um, are you know, vegetables and whole grains and fish and, you know, all of the foods that uh, fruits that provide us all of the nutrition we need and give us, you know, promote health. Um, and so the, I'm really trying to normalize that, like the intersection of those two things. Um, and I think that's what's missed in intuitive eating a lot and the messages out, that are out there online. And so I think a lot of people have really, Connected with that message of, yes, we're going to normalize eating these types of foods, but also you're also going to learn that like your body feels better when you are eating vegetables on a regular basis and like, you know, taking care of it um, and and moving your body exercise all of the you know, whether it's food or exercise. So I think that's definitely one category of, of messaging and types of posts that have done really well recently. Um, I think the other story is kind of this idea of getting to like the root problem of all of, you know, why, why I have these behaviors that I feel so out of control around food. So um, I had a post a few weeks ago about like lunch salads and like why eating a salad at lunch often um, can contribute to afternoon cravings. And I think people really connect with that kind of messaging because it gives them like a tangible thing to do. So you know, I explained that, okay, a salad that just like veggies and protein is not enough. It's not it's missing carbohydrates and missing fat, but it's also so not enough energy, like, and that's why you're hungry and craving snacks all afternoon. Um, Here are some ways that you can bulk up that salad by adding sunflower seeds and avocado and pairing it with some bread or some crackers, so that you have a really well balanced meal. And so Um, that's another type of post that I think people are really connecting with because it gives them something tangible to then go try.
1: I like that. Um, and the salad part is so good because I don't know how many times I will go to Panera and have a half a salad and I'm full. And then an hour later I look at my watch. I'm like, I'm hungry again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I need, yeah. I need some more food. So it's definitely, definitely there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, a lot of people eat salads because I'm not saying this is you, but because they think it's like the healthy choice, right. And, and, or the thing that they should eat at lunch, especially women, you know, I just find, well, everybody else is eating salads, So I feel like I should eat a salad. Um, it's lower calorie, you know, when we focus so low calorie, then that salad is, you know, the natural choice. And, um, it just ends up leading to you know you know then they feel like oh why am I hungry in an hour and then there's the questioning of I shouldn't feel hungry so I'm gonna I'm just gonna wait I'm just gonna wait as long as I possibly can right and then they show get they get home from work and they're binging on all the things while they're cooking dinner I'm like well let's book up lunch right um, that's exactly why you were too hungry.
1: I also had someone comment about um I made some snacks and they were asking they're like I can have all of that food at a snack. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that might help yeah. the uh, the cravings later in the day to um have a balanced snack with with with
0: all that food. Oh my gosh, yes. I've had I've had a number of people get really nervous about how much I tell them to eat at breakfast um, because they're like, you know, they're used to just eating a single serve of Greek yogurt and that's breakfast. And I'm like, mm, 100 calories, 150 calories. That's not enough for breakfast or same with like the snacks. It's like these hundred calorie pack snacks that are just, that's what our culture tells us is what we should eat for a snack. How many lists out there are, are there out there that say, you know, hundreds, max for 100 calories or less, that's not enough food. That's going to keep you full for like 20 minutes.
1: Right. So much. You mentioned you are a certified intuitive eating counselor. I don't think we've ever talked what that exactly means. Explain a little bit about that.
0: Sure. So intuitive eating is originally it's a foundation, um, a set of 10 principles that was developed by, evelyn tribley and elise rash actually back in the 90s they wrote a book about it they've since um evolved that book it's on the fourth edition now and there's workbooks to go along with it and um some you know a teen version as well so it's um there's now a whole there are in, into, they have sorry, they have a whole program where you can become a certified intuitive eating counselor by working with them. There's um an exam and then some trainings. It was a six week training and then group supervision with Evelyn Triboli or I did it with Evelyn Triboli. So I actually got feedback on counseling skills and um and case We did case presentations and she was able to provide guidance and feedback on clients that I was working with at the time. And so it's a whole process to basically ensure that um, I am teaching and using intuitive eating and the principles of intuitive eating accurately in my practice. And so, you know, it's additional training to be able to say, yeah, I now am an expert in intuitive eating. Um, and have the counseling skills to help people move from dieting to intuitive eating. Um, So intuitive eating is a set of 10 principles that is all about um, reconnecting with your body and what your body is telling you so that you tune into your own uh, cues about what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, what's going to satisfy you, how to move your body, how to take care of your body. Instead of relying on external diet rules. And so there's, you know, these 10 principles that we move through in my practice um, that help you kind of get to those that place of relying and trusting your body instead of um, following rules about what to eat.
1: And any special testimonials or stories that you can share with uh, previous client clients making over this new leap?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I think in general, um, most of my clients just, like, one of the top words I hear from them is, actually two words, easy and free, Um, and so about eating, and so, you know, they tell me they just feel so much more free around food, Um, eating feels easy, Um, there's a lot less thought around food, they're able to go out to eat and make food decisions that feel, feel good in their body. Um, They are experiencing fewer cravings, fewer binges. Um, They um, have more energy. They feel stronger. They feel like they're in control of their food choices. Um, They have a framework that helps them make decisions that support their health. So a big part of intuitive eating that's not often talked about is, is the health component. And it is really about honoring our health. Through gentle nutrition, so not living by food rules, but actually supporting um, supporting health through adding nutritious foods to our diet um, without restriction. Um, but on um, you know, I think in on another level, um, a lot of my clients also see improvements beyond the improvement in the relationship with their food. They also just see improvements in their life. They, um, their relationships are improving because they're not like stressed about what to eat and when to eat and what's going to be okay at the party and what's, whether they can go out to dinner or get takeout with their partner. Um, They're not making separate meals for themselves and their kids. So, you know, everything in their life just gets easier in addition to that relationship to food. Um, I the one one testimonial that still sticks out to me from a client that I worked with several years ago is um she said I may not be at my lowest weight but my life is certainly more full than it's ever been and that just like kind of embodies everything that I want to do and help women feel because yeah they may not end up at their the skinniest or lowest weight then you know, they may, but they feel good in their body and they feel supported and um, they're able to go out and live their life in a way that feels great. Right.
1: Um, and with intuitive eating becoming more popular, you're, I'm starting to see other programs that uh, are still diet culture embraced. Um so how how would you help someone find like a red flag for something like that?
0: Yeah, so I think um the number one red flag is that if someone is selling weight loss and intuitive eating, like those two things do not go together. Um so with, with intuitive eating is a weight neutral approach, so it's not anti-weight loss. Some of my clients do end up losing weight because they were at a weight that wasn't healthy for them. Um they weren't taking care of themselves. Um, but it's a weight neutral approach, meaning you, we don't put the emphasis on weight. So we don't really know what's going to happen to your body during, um, when you embrace intuitive eating, some people say the same. And I would say that's probably like the most common that I see. Um, but you know, just in the women that I tend to work with, um, some people lose weight and some people do gain weight. And so, um, really it's a, like taking weight off the table. And that's something that. Um, I leave a lot of space for and I, any intuitive eating practitioner, like especially an intuitive, a certified intuitive eating counselor, whether it's a dietitian or therapist, is, should absolutely leave space for in the counseling or group program because um, that's a big concern for a lot of people. And so there's a lot of discussion around that. But anyone who is selling weight loss and also saying this is an intuitive eating approach, like those two things don't go hand in hand. Um, other red flags might be, again, um, if they're selling any sort of like supplements to go along with it, um, any sort of like food programs or meal plans to go along with it, if they're going to prescribe exactly what and how much you should eat, um, that's not intuitive eating. And you see a lot of that. So, um, really anything that sounds like it's a diet or sounds like they're going to tell you exactly what and how to eat um, isn't intuitive either.
1: Yes. I've even seen um, before and after pictures, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> oh.
0: Yes, that is a big red flag. Thank you. Thank you for calling that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Any
0: Anyone who says, oh, the other thing is, um, the other thing I've seen recently that's come up is, a lot of these functional nutrition programs and nothing, I have have nothing against functional nutrition. I think that there is a a very important space for that, but that's also not intuitive eating. And so you'll see um, functional nutritionists putting out, um, you know, um, I, you know, I ate intuitively, but I also gave up gluten and I gave up dairy and I gave up because I, I intuitively knew that those weren't for my body. And so um, really, you know, there are cases where people can't tolerate those foods called celiac disease and lactose intolerance or milk allergy. But outside of those, you know, there's, there's a lot of fear around certain foods. And, you know, most people don't need to eliminate foods to feel good. Um, again, outside of food allergies and certain medical conditions so and intolerances. So um, when you if you see something that's like intuitive eating and you have to give up these foods or I gave up these foods to because to, to to eat intuitively that these two things don't go together.
1: Uh, I think you need to make a list of all this because we we have it in our
0: head, but it would also be nice <laughs> yeah. to see it. Of like, oh yeah,
1: yep, 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 yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, For that's it. good. I should a future social <laughs> media post. Thanks for brainstorming with me. <laughs> like these are really
1: good. Yes, the whole um dairy free, gluten free, sugar free. That's that's not intuitive either. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Oh. Um, tell us more about your program, your on diet method.
0: Yeah. Um, so I have a I've been using the on diet method in my practice for number of years and it's rooted in intuitive eating and it's all about how to basically take diets out of your life and learn to eat in a way that works for your life and supports your health so um undiet is an acronym for uncover nurture discover implement enhance and trust and so we uncover and unlearn diet rules that keep you stuck in this sort of binge restrict cycle um or stuck in the patterns that really aren't getting you to build the healthy habits that you want to have, then we nurture a connection with your bodies in their hunger and fullness cues. So we're really, again, like looking to that connection of like, what is my body telling me? Um, how do I tr- learn to trust my own hunger and fullness cues? Um, we discover eating patterns that help you feel your best. So, um, you know, what does that look like as far as, how many times a day do you, does your body want to eat? And it's different for everybody, you know, meals, snacks. What does that look like? Um, how to build a, a plate that helps support energy, reduce cravings, all of those kinds of things we've talked about. Um, and then implement the I is really implementing strategies to build consistency with your habits. So helping people kind of figure out like, how does this fit into my life? Because, um, I think that's a big piece that, um, a lot of diets and programs miss is like okay here's what you need to do but it doesn't actually work in real life and so i work especially with moms who are like so busy all the time like how can we make this a habit and and build consistency um the e for enhance is actually to enhance with lifestyle so something you and i haven't talked about today yet but is that Food and nutrition is just one piece of the puzzle. And so whole lifestyle feeling good in your body is about getting enough sleep, stress management, movement. How do all those things support the healthy lifestyle that you want to live? And then the T is for trusting your inner body cues and letting go of those diet rules and really um, regaining that trust in your body. And so that that's probably like the the hardest part for a lot of people because they're used to being told what to do. So really learning that you are your best. um, You, you have the best information for yourself about what's going to to work for you. um, And I'm here to guide you. So um, yeah, that's my, that's the method that I use in my practice. Um, Everybody sort of needs more work in different parts of that. Process, um, so I individualize it in my one to one coaching. Um, but it that those are the six prongs that we work through.
1: Oh, I love that! I've seen the word undiet before on different books. Is this is this something you came up with, or is this something that's a general idea? Um,
0: it's a term that I came up with after talking. I mean, yes, it's a word that's out okay. there. So I'm not going to say that I, I'm sure it was like subliminal. i have heard it before, but it's a term that I came up with when I was trying to get out of the like, okay. anti-diet is used a lot, but like, what does that mean? Okay. We're not intuitive eating actually isn't just not dieting. It's actually like undieting and learning to take care of yourself. And so, um, it felt like a little bit of a departure from like the anti diet or non diet approach because um i think that's overused and misused and also often hijacked by diet culture <laughs> it's not a diet it's a lifestyle um so yeah i and i it really fit well the word really fit well just with like everything that i'm doing because we're not just um we're not just doing the opposite of dieting which is often just like letting go of and doing whatever, whatever you want. It's really like the whole process of undieting and unlearning those rules and regaining trust in your body.
1: I love that. Um, There's words that like healthy or balance, like you said, you didn't really care for that. Moderation is another one. Um, Diet all those words I kinda of cringe at, but all those words people connect with too. So that undiet is a very good marriage of the the two of what you're trying to teach people and get the attention of people too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I know you gotta speak the language that people are using, which is <laughs> even if it's a little cringeworthy.
1: Every yeah. time I, I put in a hashtag healthy, I'm always like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, tell everyone where they can find and connect with you.
0: Yeah. So I am on Instagram at busy.mom.nutrition. Don't forget the dots. I learned recently that there is another one, somebody out there doing the complete opposite of what I do um, with without the dots <laughs> so busy.mom.nutrition if, if you're interested in the intuitive eating approach um i'm also you can find me on my website at sarahgoldrd.com um you can connect with me there um, learn more about my approach um, i have a newsletter i send out a weekly newsletter you can join that on the website or by grabbing my free guide um, that you'll you'll see a pop-up if you go to my website Um, And those are the two big places that I hang out right now.
1: I forgot to mention you have an amazing blog post um, talking about body image. And it's titled 40 Mm. Positive Body Image Affirmations to Boost Body Confidence. And I would highly recommend everyone to read this over um, because you give so many great tips just looking at the daily affirmation and everything else gratitude, body neutral. I love
0: it. That's a very good job. Thank you. Yes. I forgot. I have a blog too. (laughs) Um, So I actually have a lot of content on there. If you're kind of curious about like, what is it mean to stop dieting? I have a whole post on why, um, why dieting is harmful and how to break free, um, how to actually stop dieting and start to eat normally. Um, I have posts on like sugar cravings and snacking and thinking about food all the time. So if you're kind of interested and intrigued about intuitive eating, but not really sure if it's for you, that would be a good place to go as well.
1: Any uh, last takeaways before we close? Um,
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think we covered a lot of really good stuff. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on and sharing my message And I hope this was helpful for your listeners. I love
1: everything. And thank you so much for spending your time here with us and keep on being that voice that so many of us need to hear. No, thank you. What a great conversation and hearing Sarah's message for moms that can finally breathe when it comes to their health to find some clarity in how they think about their body and send a brighter message to their kids for teaching those self-care habits for overall health. This episode gives me all the warm fuzzies and a heck yeah. For keep on spreading this message of intuitive eating and body kindness. Be sure to go and follow Sarah at Busy Mom Nutrition with the dots. That's very important. And you must read her blog post titled 40 Positive Body Image Affirmations to Boost Body Confidence. It is fantastic. She's like your best friend, guiding you through the bumps in the road with these issues and find the root cause. Plus, she's had years of experience as a qualified professional. I will share the link to her blog post as well as her free guide titled Five Steps to Take Control of Sugar Cravings and a link to work with her one-on-one. Share this episode with a friend or give it a five-star rating if this episode spoke to you. I want to thank you so much for sharing your time here with us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.